Pastor John Christofferson will deliver this morning's sermon. Dear family members and friends of First Lutheran Church, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. How many of you remember, especially if you're the oldest sibling in your family system, when your parents would leave the house for whatever reason, and then as they churn in the doorway, calmly say, don't worry, we'll be gone for just a little while. And then what words would come next? Four terrifying words. Now you're in charge. Yikes. Well, being the eldest, and say nothing of being the most responsible, <clears throat> I was the one left in charge. I can especially remember the Sunday nights when our family lived in Montevideo, Minnesota. And our parents would move out of the parsonage and out into a cold winter's night to teach the Bethel Bible series at Trinity Lutheran Church. Now, before they left, Dad would remind me of my little brother's fascination with matches and how he loved to take our mother's piano apart as he wanted to see how this thing worked. Then Mom would show me where the church phone number was and give those last-minute instructions like, no opening the door to strangers. And by the way, don't let your sister encourage Fritz to jump up on the new blue velour couch. Now, Fritz was our rascal dachshund who shed like crazy. And he was also the token German in our Norwegian family. Well then, we'd all move in something of a mix between a full-court press and a fast break to the door. My younger sister and brother were already starting to whimper, and the folks were already late. Then that infamous Minnesota goodbye that seemed like forever, but yet wasn't quite long enough. The door lock clicked in place, as did the look on my siblings' faces. Something between a deep-seated fear but also had a, a modicum of hope. I mean, they knew I was absolutely no substitute for those folks who just left. But since I was all they had, they're willing to at least try to be good. Perhaps in part, that's what keeps the church going as well. But there's also something else deep down that breathes around us and within us and gives us life and comfort and joy. Now back to our text in John chapter 14. The reason I share this opening story with you this morning is because I think it comes pretty close to how the disciples were feeling. In chapters 13 through 16, which biblical scholars call the farewell discourse, Jesus is telling his disciples what they need to know before he leaves. He's loved them up. Now he's about to send them out in ministry and mission as his church. That is, as we just sang earlier in the opening hymn, his ongoing body in the world. But where's he going? Well, he's going to be crucified. 
But that's not how Jesus tells it. The way Jesus tells it, he's heading off to a big family reunion with his father to prepare his kingdom come. Recall his words from chapter 14 in Pastor Lars' sermon last week. Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. For in my father's home, there are many rooms. So Jesus is leaving the disciples and us as his church to be in charge. To be in charge while he's away. Do you get the picture? It's a bit frightening. Yes, yikes. But Jesus knows their hearts, and so he reassures them, be not afraid. And then if you look with me in verse 19 there, Jesus says, a little while and you'll see me again. A little while and you'll see me again. Well, actually, a few of them did later on after his crucifixion and resurrection. But then Jesus was gone again as he ascended into heaven, bringing our humanity back into a reconciled unity in the presence of God the Father. As Hebrews 10 and 1 Peter 3 have it, once and for all, forever. For all eternity in unity. And next week, Pastor Jeff will be sharing God's word on this as it comes to us in chapter 17. So now, a little while became a long while, and a long while became a lifetime. Ten years turned into a hundred, then five hundred, then a thousand, and now, from where we sit, it's been so long, some of us wonder if we haven't been left behind. Like some characters in a Tim LaHaye movie, orphaned, after all. My friends, let's be honest. As Christians, don't you ever think about this? I mean, is Jesus gone or isn't he? And if he's gone, where has he gone? And what in the world will we do without him? And if he's not gone, then where is he exactly? And why doesn't he, as St. John's Gospel, as so good at accounting, sometimes referred to as the book of signs, give us a sign? Plenty of you know what I'm talking about here. Not only because you're babysitters too, but because you are Christian people. We're all of us Christ's elder children in the world, the ones Christ has chosen and left in charge. We're supposed to be the responsible ones, the ones he's trusting to carry on his ministry in his name, to tell the truth of it. And everywhere we go, we see some of them are still hungry to see him. Some of them aren't. Some are still open to Christ's return, and some have closed their hearts. Some are still waiting, and some have clearly just given up. At first, they jumped out of bed whenever they heard footsteps on the stairs. But now they're pretty sure they know better. They've since taken the ideas of Freud and Marx and Darwin as bedtime reading. 
no longer the sugar plums dancing in their heads. So really, where is Jesus? Where did he go, and when will he be back? It's hard. It's very hard being the ones in charge because we're potential orphans too. Only Jesus promised we will not be abandoned. Jesus said he was going away, but also said he was coming back again, and not only at the end of time. And here's the key in that verse. Look with me again at verse 18. In verse 18, we read, I will not leave you orphans, says Jesus. And then if you move down to verse 26, he continues reassuring the disciples and us by saying, but the counselor, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. Where's Jesus? Were you listening? And my spirit will bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So what has Jesus taught them to remember in their years of following him in ministry? So here is the comfort and joy that I spoke of at the beginning. First, remember Jesus' sacramental words that literally splash upon us and come into our hands at your baptism. And now I'd like to have you just say your first name to yourself. Child of God, you have been sealed by the power of the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ for how long? Forever. Therefore, you are not orphaned. You have been adopted into Christ's family through the waters of baptism. As we just heard Elias witness, you are God's beloved on whom God's favor rests, his beloved daughter, his beloved son, even in tough times, lonely times. Again, and this is something I hear almost each day when I'm visiting with members of our family at First Lutheran Church in this time of the coronavirus. I miss the community, folks say. I miss the friendship, the communion. And yes, how wondrous and reassuring the feeling of Christ promised real presence through the breath of his Holy Spirit, the counselor, the comforter. Yes, this is my body and blood, says Jesus. Eat this bread, taste this wine, do this in what? Remembrance. And second, remember how Jesus says that he's present still in the needs of others. Here's where he's moving from leaving and loving the disciples, loving them up, his word taking up residence in their words, to now sending them forth in mission. Look back in remembrance with me at John chapter 13, verse 14. Little children, says Jesus, yet a little while I am with you, you will seek me. And then in verse 34, if you look with me here, what does Jesus say? 
A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Christ's promised presence and the comforting wings of his Holy Spirit is perhaps most clearly laid out in Matthew 25, where Jesus says, As you do it to the least of these, my sisters and brothers, your neighbors in need, you do it unto to me, he says. So now we need to look forward in hope. If you move with me to chapter 15 of John's Gospel, to verse 26 and 7. But when the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, comes, who I shall send to you from the Father, he will bear witness to me, and also you are my witnesses, because you have been with me from the beginning. My friends, to conclude, yes, Christ is with us still by his Holy Spirit, who calls and gathers us as his ongoing body in the world, as his church. And by the power of Christ's Spirit, we are inspired, encouraged, enlivened to be there for one another. Yes, to be a comforter, an advocate for others in Jesus' name. <laughs> Even Judas, not the Iscariot, is concerned among the disciples. If you look one more time with me in chapter 14, verse 22, he asks, Lord, how is it that you'll manifest yourself to us? And Jesus answered, when a person loves me, that person will keep my word and my Father will love them and will come to them and make our home with them. So now back to the home front, Montevideo and all around the world. Well, where did mom and dad go? When will they be back? And will you have them kiss us goodnight when they get home? Friends in Christ, on the one hand, we're all called to be Christ-spirited comforters when the folks are gone, to be able to ply them with graham crackers and milk and a good story that is the gospel story. And on the other hand, we need to be Christ-spirited advocates, maybe better yet, counselors, when the folks return. Hmm? Well, back to my beginning story in Mani. Oh, that uh, burning smell? I mean, like matches? Well, would you believe it? Fritz has now taken up smoking. And uh, I think the piano sounds just fine. Why do you ask? And the couch? Well, I think it's starting to shed. Finally, listen to how Jesus concludes this part of his farewell discourse in verse 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I go away, but I will come again. And so, in the meantime, look with me at that concluding verse, chapter 14, verse 31. The Holy Spirit, the Comforter, enfolds us in his wings and says, Rise, let us go hence in ministry and mission together. Thanks be to God who has come to us in the spirit of Christ, the paraclete, the one who walks along beside us every day, every minute, every second. Amen.